everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2010. What year did we flash back last? Back to back? 2000? No, Gladiator. No, no we had Gladiator. 2000 yeah. last time. We've been good at bouncing back and forth. To the comedy starring Jason Bateman. Comedy? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's debatable. Jennifer Aniston, Jeff Goldblum scenes, and Juliette Lewis scenes are definitely supposed to be comedies. Directed by Josh Gordon and Will Speck. The Switch. Has anybody seen any of these guys' others' movies? They did Office Christmas Party. They did Blades Party. of Glory, didn't they? Blades of Glory I've seen. I never Blades saw of Glory Party, is Something worth noting is Alan Loeb did the screenplay, and he did our recent one of our recent reviews, The Virgin Suicide. Or no, hold on. The his screenplay is based off a New Yorker short oh, story. Oh, it's the same author, Jeffrey Eugenies. Yeah, that uh, wrote the version. He Suicides. wrote the book that this is based off of. I've seen. Yeah. I've also seen Office Christmas Party. The first time I saw it, I thought it was all right. I rewatched it with the family over the holidays. Poor choice, <laughs> because it is. It's got some raunch to it. But you had seen the movie before. That's yeah, but it was fault. like, it w- no, my brother was like, we should watch this. And I'm like, we really shouldn't. My folks were like, ah, it looks fun. Like, it won't be. And then it wasn't. <laughs> but it's not, it's not very good. Like, it, it fell a lot on a rewatch. What, um, were you, what were you saying about Blades of Glory, Ben? Blades of Glory is wonderful. I will love that movie I need to, rewatch to the it. day I die. Like, just some of the di- like that's some of the most requotable or quotable dialogue I've seen in film. Like my brother and I for years were just like, "I'll get inside your face" and stuff like that. It is. Amazing. I gave it three stars, but most Will Ferrell movies get better with age, so um, I have to give that one another shot. I mean, that it's just got such a great cast all around yeah. too. So John picked this movie for us. So John, tell us why you picked the switch. And uh, then we'll get into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, when I was looking at the list of movies from 2010, I, for Let whatever. Let me pull up all the other movies you could have picked. Yeah, um. I, like, <laughs> I think it, for whatever reason, this uh, just, I remember having such a visceral reaction to this film. I think I remember when I first saw the trailer, like being really enticed by the trailer and then when I finally got around to seeing it, like having some, some very uh, amicable thoughts about it, or just, I really enjoyed it. I had a visceral reaction to the trailer too. It was not a good one. I, I think, uh, yeah, like Zach was saying, this is kind of in the rom-com ish territory. And I, I do like rom-coms. I think, on surface level, first of all, this 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 film still like feels good to me. I think it's got good pacing, good tone. Uh, the acting and the writing never feels forced, and the acting is just really good. I I think an actress, especially Jennifer Aniston, I feel like an actress of so much uh, renown. It's hard to get seen outside of the role that made you famous, but I think she. I think she slides into this character of Cassie um, extremely well. And the, the rest of the cast is great, too. Especially uh, Tom Thomas Robinson, I believe, who played Sebastian. Just a really uh, impressive young performance. 
It sounds like John's having the exact reaction I had to this the first time I saw it. Give him 10 years. I, I will say, <laughs> I think seeing this with I'm considering more, he still likes You've Got Mail, I think you'll feel the same in 10 years. <laughs> I, I will say, I think there's parts of this movie, now that I'm watching it later, that like borderline on the problematic in the sense of whenever you have this type of story where it's a a guy who has gotten friend zoned and has potentially unrequited love for a close friend it borderlines between the earnest and the entitled and i think this film toes that line extremely 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 cautiously and it doesn't help that Jason Bateman is also like his character is supposed to be extremely frustrating and extremely uh, hard to handle and hard to deal with. But I think the premise that I think part of the premise that almost enhances the problematic parts of it is the fact that now you're seeing those characteristics mirrored in this kid who's his son. Um, spoiler alert and it's almost as if the movie's maybe implicitly saying hey if we can tolerate these types of behaviors in a kid we should be able to in grown-up men which i think is kind of a bad message and so and maybe that's not what it's saying maybe there's something a little bit more innocent that it's trying to say about love and relationships and that kind of thing but yeah there there was just parts of it that r- did rub off the wrong way on me um on a second watch but overall i still enjoyed it i still liked it and i and i am now prepared to have a full flagellation by my co-hosts well it's interesting i think you're talking about towing the line and so as i was watching this i was reacting to the movie and i think the first comment i threw out was you know what's better than one unlikable Jason Bateman is another smaller version of him. And I was just... I, I And I think your second comment was, <laughs> man, this kid's a dick. <laughs> he was. He is a dick. How do you work with children? <laughs> oh, I, I call out kids. And I, that's my job is Yo, to undickify the dick. kids. Yeah. Brayson, <laughs> stop being he's a dick. He's not a dick. He's a child. <laughs> no, he's a dick. And he has a poor mother who did not raise this kid properly. Yeah, I feel like a a lot of this is her fault. Has a lot to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) And she's been conditioned by a garbage human being to be okay with it. And I was even, I I knew in the back of my head, I think I might have liked this movie the first time I saw it. And then I went back to my review and I gave it an A minus, which is just shocking to me. (laughs) I, I called myself the asshole for thinking this was a good movie i'd just like to point out that i think i'm the only person who didn't like this movie on the first watch (laughs) but you didn't see it a decade ago (laughs) this is true but it's interesting that to john talking about the like you know towing the line of being problematic which is i spent like half of my review basically defending the movie that i'm assuming I, i was like i usually don't try to react to other people's reviews when i write something but I basically lay out in my review, I am reacting to what other people are saying about this movie. And I'm assuming it's that, that they were just slamming it. <laughs> they were slamming it based on what they saw in the trailer and how horrible it is that he would ever do this and da 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 da, which I agree with. 
But I think the movie gets away with that. He's not doing it. I don't think he realizes he is still or he has feelings for her like until the end of the movie really like it's never about her it's always it's it's framed i mean about as soon kid. as she said she had kind of feelings for him he's like let me continue to ruin the rest of your life until i see if this works out for us <laughs> and again it's really hard to defend anything this guy does because you know this whole the premise of the movie is him quote hijacking a pregnancy And, you know, ruining every chance she has with another man by, say, like, locking her out on the deck for a while. Yeah. Oh, seriously, poor Patrick Wilson. Like, I guess he should go fuck himself, all right? Like, just... But I think the movie... They make him out to be, like, an asshole. It's like, no, he's just a caring guy who, unfortunately, is contending for the affection of a woman who will end up with a total shitbag. So I I disagree, (laughs) because I think... The movie is so very like self-aware of the of the uh, caricature that Patrick Wilson could easily become, and they kind of get around that by saying that by having Jason Bateman's character tell her, "Hey, I think he's trying to rush into things to deal with stuff that he's going through and i don't think that's necessarily saying he's a d-bag or an asshole or anything like that it's just saying no he's a flawed character who's just as flawed as any of these other characters and he's just responding in a way that's um well no i'm just saying he's like the only good character in this movie Interesting. I think it abandons him a little bit at the end jennifer jennifer aniston is barely a character so I can't really yes. contend if she's good or bad. She's a terrible mother. I know that much. There are worse she's moms. Not terrible, she's not a terrible mom. Her, <laughs> she's not. She she provides shelter for her child. Yeah, she just could use but, some discipline with this kid. <laughs> yeah, that kid's an entitled d bag, and that a lot of that's on her. Um, <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> now. Jason Bateman's character is just a scumbag, like, through and through. Even if he doesn't care about her, it's like he's ruining her life until he eventually does care about her. And he's rewarded in the end by not only being able to see his son, but, you know, gets with this woman who who should hate his guts, should just be disgusted by him. Ugh, I... So I never... I, that's interesting, because I never read it, actually. A lot of you guys are saying that he, like like kind of has this moment of like clarity at the end where he thinks where he realizes he like has feelings for one her. person has said that it was Zach. <laughs> okay gotcha um whereas i i feel like even if he maybe acknowledges it at the end i feel like all of his motivations ultimately are based out of some type of care and concern for cassie um even if it's expressed in his curmudgeony way to put it to put it in the best way possible like it's it's that friend who's who you know cares but has nothing but this abrasive like i don't know kind of like edge to him i've double featured this on accident this week with another romantic comedy ish thing uh that takes the similar approach that it tries to get us to root for somebody that we can't really like my best friend's wedding (laughs) <laughs> Julia Roberts is I am defending John's Oh, point I saw here. your tweet about that. <laughs> Julia Roberts is a horrible human being that is unforgivable in that movie. 
And by the end, we're supposed to, like, she's still the fucking best, or what's, bride's, fuck, what is that called? The best man? Maid maid of of honor? honor? No, maid of honor. (laughs) She's still, like, the maid of honor slash best man at the wedding, even though she did just some unconscionable things to try to destroy this couple's relationship. I agree with John. I think the movie, like, I think, uh... Wally's character arc is consistent throughout. He just is kind of this grumpy douchebag. But Ben's not wrong either, though. Is why in the fuck would she ever want to be around this guy? Like, who would want to hang out with this I guy? Think, ever? Yeah, the problem you know? is the movie does. I not don't give buy us, that. Yeah, I don't buy that. The movie doesn't give us enough of their backstory. Which I mean, it's it, it would have to squeeze it in somehow in order to really well, it takes see 26 why. minutes before the switch even happens they could have oh, put something in there. fair enough and they jump seven years in time the only moment i i really thought his character was like a genuinely good guy doing the right thing for the right reasons or at least like being a good person and treating people right was the the lice the bit with uh sebastian yeah. the lice that was great. You see, he's this caring guy who really cares about this kid. And I think the point of that is like, you know, Sebastian's making him a better person, which is good. But one of his final acts in the movie is to like completely sabotage a proposal in front of the dude's family. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty inexcusable. Yeah, it's like, I I don't care if like, you, you've had a while to tell her this, that... Mm-hmm. That this kid's hers, or yours, and all that shit, and, like, I, ugh, he's just not a good dude, and the ending pisses me off so much. Yeah, and she was just like, I guess I'm gonna get engaged with you. It's like, ugh. Yeah. It's so, because, like, just don't. Like, he doesn't deserve a happy ending. I think, I think he deserves to spend time with Sebastian at least because yeah, he, he showed doesn't that he deserve did. the romance. No, he definitely doesn't deserve that. I think he deserved like right before she's like, well, you know, she starts saying he, she has feelings for him too before that when it's like there will be supervised visits when I say so. It's like <laughs> that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Stop there. But then it's like, but let's give him the romantic comedy happy ending that most of these Joe Schmoes deserve. It's like, no, well, I think, no. Lauren, before before we get to your thoughts, because I you're not the only one to have done a review and then come back to it. Um, or Zach's not the only one. You did one, too. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts and how they compare. But I do think the movie now it doesn't do a great job. But it sort of hints at this idea that this isn't like a typical kind of like friend zoned rom-com in the sense that there are several times where Cassie kind of lets on that she does still kind of have feelings or acknowledges feelings for Wally and it's more of Wally's lack of being able to communicate that and actually be vulnerable at the same level that has caused her to not pursue that. Also part of the problem is it's being I mean to no fault of its own and partially our own fault and the marketing's fault i'm sure we're trying to put it in a romantic comedy box when it's really not about the romance 90 percent of the time like it's about wally and this kid and that's what the movie wants to be about and the romance is ancillary and not really built out very well and we don't know you know jennifer aniston is just a cardboard cutout of a character in this movie 
which is unfortunate because she's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, John. Like, th- they, they touch on it. And, like, the first time she sees him after seven years, she, like, alludes to, like... What could have been kind of thing. Yeah, that they could have been something. And he's he doesn't jump on it then. It, he's brought back into her and intrigued by it through the child. Yeah. Which actually could have been an interesting road to go down. Is that they get together in the end, but they aren't in love the way they could be. He did buy a new coat just to see her. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Good point. And he bought that very expensive dinner. That- and frame. That was yeah, more for See, you guys though. keep talking about how bad he is. It's not his fault he didn't want to eat foie gras or whatever it's called. Like, <laughs> child no, is I don't think it was foie gras. Really I think it was duck. like a whole cooked duck. Well, it was, but he was talking about how it they would punk delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about that. Like, I get he had, like, he, th- that's a noble intention because of how the ducks are treated and all mm-hmm. that. But it's like when he's locking his mom outside... And shit yeah, well, like that's like that's his dad did that all the time, so <laughs> that's a good parallel. I didn't even pick up on that. That's yeah, good. no, that, but that's again, it's like, bit. but like it's it's unclear why he even does it though. You kind of get well, this she like says sort of she's she likes um because she likes Patrick Wilson. He's grumpy with her. But like then you think he would be happy with like Wally being there and everything. But he didn't like Wally yet though either. I thought he did when they came wait, back wait, in. No, wait, hold on. I think we're getting confused because the guy that she was talking to that she like Wasn't Patrick. It wasn't uh, Patrick, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. It was some oh, it wasn't guy, Patrick right? Wilson. Oh, okay. No, I'm confused why Wally Wasn't that the guy who they out. went to the... They saw the Wally play-o? locked her out because he thinks that he always knows what's best for her. So he was taking charge <laughs> because a guy at one point had a wedding ring on his finger enough to be tanned a certain way. And so suddenly he's a cheating whoremonger. Like, <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm getting conf- I'm using the wrong terms. I mean, or the wrong name. Sebastian. I was confused why Sebastian <laughs> locked her. Yeah, out. who knows? Because <laughs> he's dead. He did it because they had to keep making parallels between him and a horrible person. So <laughs> <laughs> I, that's interesting, John, though, because I in my original review of it. 10 years ago, I was taken by Sebastian's performance as well. I still like but him. Like, I mean, he has good moments. As much as this kid is a dick, how adorable no, is I didn't he? say he was a dick. You guys did. <laughs> oh, he's a dick. He is I mean, a seven-year-old child. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't... Seven-year-olds aren't, like, exempt from de- being dirtbags. They can still be dirtbags. Yeah, I understand that, but it's not like he was raised this way. It's not his fault. <laughs> For anyone okay, who's so, wondering, so you agree, if, Jennifer Aniston is a horrible bomb. I'm Great, saying that, that she's been at the end of her rope for a very long time. <laughs> for anyone who's wondering whether or not teachers are actually missing their students during this quarantine time, I think you can take it based on the the oh, same. I miss my hey, kids I've so seen much. Plenty Don't of, throw me yeah, in I miss, I miss my, my guys. So you see much. the images of like <laughs> teachers going over to people's houses and like through a plate like or a glass door like teaching them how to do math a certain way and stuff. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't miss them that much, yeah. but I do really, really miss them. <laughs> Those people need to figure out how to use Google Meet pronto. Jesus <laughs> Maybe the kid didn't have a computer. You don't know. Guys, Zoom is a thing still. Let's just stick with the, that. The okay? kid might not have a computer. You guys oh, are assholes. Is... That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that can be fair. Okay. I should check my privilege, I guess. My yes, bad. you should. <laughs> and when we say... Sebastian's Jeff still Ranson's a dick, though. I'm just gonna, <laughs> a horrible not, mother. We're not changing It's because she, she... It's it's not like... She's great at providing for him and loves her son. It's just... 
there's some there's some notes I would say on the things you're letting your child get away with. Well, and, and I, I say and I've still seen plenty of worse children than him. <laughs> and that creates the the bad parallel between like if we are we supposed to tolerate this in our adult friends and peers just because it would be more tolerable in a kid and like I like I that that was yeah, the they would line that be... kind of like had me sour on this film a little bit more. I didn't pick up on that at all. It's like, Maybe see, Jason just, Bateman's yeah, just like a seven-year-old. It's fine. Jennifer Aniston was... isn't a bad mom. She's just been conditioned to accept certain behavior from the male species. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I, 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 we got way, way late on my Sebastian take, he, he is good in the movie at times, but he has just one of those creepy grown-up. He's he's not acting like a child. He's acting like a little grown-up mm-hmm. that I just am allergic to in movies now. I don't know when it entered me but that yeah i was it baby geniuses those yeah when they when it's just a child actor who is acting like a little grown-up i just not gonna lie for the longest time watching this movie i thought this little kid was the same little kid from looper (laughs) it's like Uh so i was just imagining (laughs) just destroying everything that that actually might have been one of the turning points for this because I wasn't as taken with him Wait, in that what? movie as most people were, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he definitely that he he definitely walks the line. I, I I've I think I've grown to appreciate his performance more in subsequent viewings. But that when I first saw the movie, that was one of my hangups with it was that kid. I just couldn't. Ugh. But I guess that's what he's supposed to be either. Yeah, he wasn't very adult. He was just. He was like, just a weirdo. Yeah, he was just a weird <laughs> fucking kid. I mean, that's, you know, that's... You just don't like precocious children. They're great in person when I can be in control of them. Um, <laughs> when Zach has the ability to still, like, verbally and physically tear them down, then they're great. Do you think that's a nice thing to say to people? No. <laughs> Anyway, 23 minutes into this episode, I would just like to say that I enjoyed this movie the first time I saw it a decade ago, and now I don't as much. Can you, like, I'm I'm curious, like, what has changed for you on, like, what specific Because I now understand how horrible Jason Bateman's character is. (laughs) For some reason, I didn't feel that way a decade ago. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I don't, I, I, I agree with Lauren 100%. I don't know how... I wasn't turned off by him. That was like, like two minutes was, into the movie. Honestly, the reason I didn't see the movie when it was like when I saw the trailers, I was like, "This dude did what?" Yeah, <laughs> no. it's like the only thing I like about this movie now is the little kid. So that's why I might like it more than <laughs> Zach does. <laughs> I think the movie actually does a good job with the switch, though. Like it's this big drunken drug fueled mistake. Yeah, you know like, anything's forgivable if you're drunk enough. <laughs> Whose name did he keep saying shit? I should know this. Diane uh, Sawyer? The Viking. Yeah, Di- yeah oh, that, 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 that was a part that did kind of like keep making me chuckle and laugh. Just like <laughs> yeah. whenever she would like show up on his TV and he'd be like adjusting his pants. Yeah, he's like he's like mildly aroused. <laughs> like, and he and he's surprised by it. He's like, yeah, why do I have like, a boner right now? Yeah. Also, I think Jeff Goldblum caught me by surprise in this movie, which really helped it. Because in my review, I wrote, Jeff Goldblum is hilarious. Why don't we let him be in more movies? <laughs> so he obviously was not the Jeff Goldblum that yeah. we know today, where it was cool. much more novel and probably much more rewarding to my feelings towards the movie than it is now. Which he's still very good and funny in the movie. But like 
Jeff Goldblum being amazing is old hat at this point. Like, if he's not amazing, that's the problem. My favorite line in the entire movie was, like, when he's talking to Bateman, and he's just like, oh yeah, which of your three failed marriages gave you that advice? And he's like, all of them in their special ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's great, and it's like his delivery of that line is amazing. Oh, he, yeah, he has a he has a bunch of lines too where he, I it makes me wonder whether or not the writers and directors gave him some leeway <laughs> to improv because it's just like no one can pull it off in that in that Goldblum esque <laughs> way. Like it's just it's only perfectly him and only perfectly delivered through him, and so. But I will say, describing hijacking someone's pregnancy as ill-advised is a little bit of an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I feel like they could have just given the script, everyone else's script, and be like, here's where you're going to speak, just go nuts, just do your thing, it's fine. And, you know, he's, god, he's so funny in this movie. If only he was in more of it. I feel like, real quick, I do think one of the other inconsistencies with this film, besides building up the friendship, like, we're, just, we're supposed to just, one, accept this friendship between Wally, who's, like, so thoroughly unlikable, and Cassie, who's the exact opposite. Um, but also, they kind of hint at maybe part of the reason why Wally's the way he is is because his dad left, and he mentions that to sebastian and it does create this in in terms of the relationship between sebastian and wally it does create this kind of depth to like okay this is why i this is why i want to like be here for this kid and that kind of thing but unfortunately it doesn't it comes in too late to kind of explain sort of why wally is as pessimistic as he is throughout the movie and neurotic, yeah. See, I just I like that scene a lot because it was the one where um what Sebastian was looking through all the photos of like the stock families or whatever. It just reminded me of Never Let Me Go when she's looking through the porn. I was like, this is so depressing. It's like he just wants to find his family. It's got a little Because like, at that point he didn't know who his dad was, right? That was still just like the, yeah, no, the donor or whatever so. she was calling him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The seed, or yeah, the whatever. seed man. To my, I was doing some Jeff Goldblum re- re- uh, research. He had not been; he'd been in one movie in the last five years before this, and it was a really fucked up and weird Paul Schrader movie where he had no charm or charisma. <laughs> so the last time he was even, I think he had done like only a couple movies. Okay, so valid opinion there. And then he basically played the exact same character in Morning Glory, and was also funny in that movie too. Underrated little movie. Is that by the one the way, with Rachel Glory. McAdams? Yeah, and Harrison Ford and Diane Keaton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Do we miss anything on the switch? Um, just at the end of the day, Jason Bateman's character is irredeemable because he doesn't like dogs. So <laughs> he has a dog. <laughs> what do you mean he doesn't like a dog? Right? Because it was gifted to him, so we should be thankful oh. that it didn't die. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys all watch the uh, the? Oh, the deleted ending, the no. accent. That, that's exactly what I was going to ask. No, so Lauren, Lauren didn't watch it. She it's said so bad. So in the deleted ending, it's it's based. So the reason I looked that up is because that final shot with them on the street looked like it was blue screen. So I was like, yeah. did they reshoot this whole thing? Like, did they turn it into a happy ending? Which they didn't. I mean, there was always a happy-ish ending, but that sequence was basically the same. 
it's at the end after they agree to like get back together and get engaged jennifer aniston is pregnant with patrick wilson's baby and then they live a life where they each have so then the final bit of the movie is patrick wilson's not in it but patrick wilson's child is a baby and it's them uh living as a family the four of them with patrick wilson is still in their life implied it's so it's like what the fuck like (laughs) yeah but it actually would have been a better ending, I think, because it is this weird. No, because that just makes just... Patrick Wilson like it just makes his like it makes it even worse for him. And it's like he's one of the only genuinely caring characters in this movie. And it's like, what if we stuck it to him even more? I think the worst thing he does is start his proposal by talking about his ex the whole time. So maybe don't do that. He is, he is bad in that scene. He they do something. He feels authentic until the the big scene at the end. The bar scene feels kind of. Th- I would still I would say authentic the whole way through, but he just I mean he's definitely he has this desperation. I don't think he sees it as that, but he's definitely like been burned by his previous marriage, and he wants to just move on as quickly as well, possible. Yeah, they need to put that in there so that we don't feel bad about him getting just dumped in the end for this awful dude, because it's like, see, he's not ready for this commitment yet. <laughs> or the child that he was going to have, yeah. apparently. Like, <laughs> I hear some people really like that book, though, and thought... Based and it's also, a book? Was, it was yeah, based, the it's original like a short book. Story. That's what you're saying. It's the, the oh. guy who did Virgin Suicides wrote the book that this was based oh. on. Oh, a short story yeah. wow. called Baster. Short story. Those are those are very different stories. I just want you to acknowledge that it's called Baster. You keep talking over it. <laughs> Is it Baster or the Baster? I don't know. Oh, it's ba- no, it's I think This movie Baster's might have originally been called that. I think it was called that until pretty late in the game. Yeah, yeah. it probably did not like, test well at all. It's like I feel like Blockers probably wasn't the first name for Blockers. <laughs> they had to. No, it was not. They had to like shorten it a little bit. <laughs> it definitely maybe was they just didn't want the confusion by people actually believing when they saw this movie that they were using a turkey baster to get pregnant. Oh no! <laughs> Audiences be stupid. That's gonna do it for the switch. John says, "See it." Lauren still likes the kid. Yeah, I mean, what's not told? He got dug a home. He is a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> I need to quickly read off the first bit of the short story. The recipe came in the mail. Mix semen of three men. Stir vigorously. Fill turkey baster. Recline. Insert nozzle. Squeeze. Thank you for putting that into my head. Um, (laughs) Oof. Okay. Uh, Next week... We're flashing back to 2000 for a movie we briefly discussed on our Gladiator episode because we were talking about the Oscars, and that is Crouching Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. This pick was by myself. This movie I adore by Ang Lee. Uh, Chow Yun-Fat, Michelle Yeoh, and Zheng Ji are the stars of it. This was nominated for Best Picture. It was a big phenomena being a movie in Mandarin, made it even more so. Um, Wire Fu 
effects fighting has some amazing fight sequences in it yeah we can bring up charlie's angels some more with this one yeah yeah it's right in but um i have not seen it in quite some time and uh am looking forward to re-watching it did ben did or anybody else ever watch the sequel i never even Mm -mm. saw the sequel that they made that went straight i remember it was going yeah and i was like "Ooh, i bet this is good and then i saw the reviews and i was like i'll wait till someone else tells me it's good person (laughs) Um, we didn't have Ang Lee involved, which is a big, um, it's a big loss. Ang Lee has Did won he, Was two, his next movie The Hulk? It might have been. Oof. An sharp, underrated movie. Sharp drop. Uh, oh, Zach. <laughs> Ang Lee <laughs> has won Best Director twice, but his movie did not win Best Picture. Do you know about the two movies? Definitely his, not Pop The Quiz. Hulk. The Life of Pi? Life of Pi, he won Best Director, which seems crazy. I mean, that's a good, great, I mean, it's a director's movie, but. There's the other so one. So many I animals mean, dead. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but. No. That's a foreign film, so it would never have been nominated, unfortunately. I, he probably got nominated for this. He had well, made. He had made. Really... It's um, Brokeback Mountain. He, he oh, I would have said that had I looked at his list in time. Yeah. I forgot oh. that he did Brokeback. I did not care for that movie. I just remember feeling so ba- so bad for Michelle Williams in that movie. Her yeah. character, not her. Yeah. That's not a happy movie, but No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Ugh. Everybody is amazing in it. You're crazy. We watched that in my, one of my classes in college. It was like a random English class we watched that. I don't remember why. Well, I bet a, a lot of boys were happy to see Anne Hathaway and Michelle Williams' boobs in that, that, that your high school class. Both was the protagonists like, college, totally screw year. over. Oh, okay. Okay. Poor wording. Totally like ditch their wives, and that makes me really sad. You know. You're not supposed to feel happy in the end of that movie. Yeah, but they're assholes. Hey. It's the times. Most man. Do, most <laughs> most men were back in the sixties. Um, but yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, go watch it. Hopefully it holds up. I definitely am hoping it holds up. Um, until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. Find us at middlerow.com. Rate and review the podcast. It helps. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Road. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. You can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Morton Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.